We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of Hello and welcome to TV Times 3 episode 204 On this episode we've got some news And we'll be talking about recent episodes of The Blacklist Elementary, Ground Floor, Raising Hope, Almost Human, and The Mentalist Plus a reality check you can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 204. I am Amory from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason the TVholic from tvholic.com. And this week we have joining us... Jenny Reardon from tvismypacifier.com. Welcome, Jenny. Thank you. Jenny and I have known each other a really long time. I don't know if she realizes this. I we yeah, used to from, yep. <laughs> from the TV addict back in our day. <laughs> a long time we, ago. We were the people that were responsible for the TV addict. I mean, not to say that Daniel didn't do anything. Right. Uh, that's not the case. And, that's and not what I'm took, implying. He took over after we were gone. Right. Uh, so that was, yeah, it was all us. It was all us. Um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so... We've known each other forever. I can't believe I've, it's been, I mean, it has to be like almost nine years. I started uh, yeah, in 2006. Been, it has been a long time, yeah. Ugh. So here we are. We are getting old. Um, <laughs> so, At least I didn't kick my shower. Exactly. This is true. <laughs> it's all me. Oh, man. So, okay, news. We have some news. Sorry, I wasn't reading again. Uh, AMC renews. <laughs> this is a surpri- not a surprise to anybody who was watching it or... But AMC renewed Hell on Wheels for a fourth season, and I think it was even a surprise to AMC. Like, they put it on a Saturday, and I don't know if they put it on a Saturday to die. Like, I don't know if that was the plan, but it, like, the ratings were almost double what it was yeah. in, season, in season two. <laughs> the ratings no did better on Saturday than any time on the first two seasons on, on a Sunday. It's like it's no competition. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a, I mean, when that happens, and it wasn't like it doubled from, like, you know, nothing to like barely something. Yeah. You know, it it doubled from, you know, in the the million plus to the, you know, two to three million mark. Crazy. But good for them because I like Anson Mount. I, I've never really watched it, um, but I really do like him. So good for him. Well, and, and renewals are always great for fans. Yeah. So I, mean, I think a lot of people were worried when it was moved to Saturday that that meant you know, oops, our show's over. Um, right. Just because, you know, they're used to it. That's the habit we've gotten into, that a show that's moved to Saturday, a show that's moved to Friday on a on a network is dead. You know, that's what I think a lot of people were worried about with Bones. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the good thing about Bones is that it's in its, ninth, what, eighth season, ninth season? Yeah. Like, it's it's not going to get canceled at this point. No, and if it does, it's not because it was moved to Friday. Exactly, exactly. So, AMC, kudos to you. Yeah. Plus, they're uh, plus they extended the season, so it's going to be like a thirteen episode season instead of ten episodes or something like that, too. So. Yeah, they've been ten for the first three years, so now they're going to have thirteen. Um, I mean, I guess they realized when Breaking Bad was let go, and they canceled the Killing again, and um, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> um, they realized that they didn't have much left. So if it's making money and it's getting eyeballs, they might as well keep it. And it, I mean, from the sounds of it, it was getting more creatively strong too, as the season went. So kudos to them. Um, in sad news, I've never watched this show, but um, 
totally biased with W Camo Bell was del- deleted. Deleted, yeah. <laughs> um, that's also true. Yeah. It was canceled after their move to FX. I mean, I don't think they were getting a lot of great numbers. Our move to FXX. I don't think they were getting a lot of numbers when they were on FX. Yeah, it wasn't doing great, but like the numbers just completely cratered uh, when it moved to FXX, especially on nights that didn't have original programming leading into it. Yeah. And so, I mean, where literally there was, you know, maybe thousands of people, you know, watching the show. Uh, which is a very small number of people. But to me, it's weird. It seemed like it started out, you know, it was one night a week and they thought it was doing well enough that they could do four nights a week. Right. And then, and then they decided to move it to the new network in the, you know, but it hadn't really quite had a time to even establish itself on FX yet. Right. Before it was like, before it was moved, like, and then you move it to a network that has 25% less households. Yeah, exactly. And expect it to on a night where there's no, you know, there's no, it's always sunny, you know, the league leading into it or something that this one just seems weird. They lucked out because, you know, it's always sunny in a ninth season and the league's in a fifth season. So like they weren't follow. They're gonna have yeah, even if like fans can't get FXX, which a lot of the Verizon people around my name like around my area, they don't get FXX and they were supposed to and it's a whole thing. Um but yeah, so they're I, I just it was destined to fail, which is a shame because everybody at FX seemed to really like like the show and, and the people involved and Yeah, it just is weird to me because it seems like if it was doing well enough that you thought you could do, you know, that you could spread it out, that why wouldn't you, instead of just canceling it, why wouldn't it make sense to maybe go back to just being on, you know, like Wednesday nights after your new right. programming or, or something like that, or, or even move it back to FX, like <laughs> where it was right, doing, exactly. where it was doing twice the numbers. Were they just trying to burn it off? Maybe. I, it doesn't. I it don't. It tapes live, so I don't yeah, think I, so. I don't know that that hmm. it doesn't make sense because if they were trying to kill it off, why would they have expanded it out to four nights a week in the first place? Yeah, that's like true. they would. They could have just said it's not doing well enough, uh, you know, to to do anything else with, and just you know canceled it. And but when you expand it out to four nights, and then it looks like mainly the the move to the network, you know, move of networks is what killed it. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't doing well enough, really, to keep it, you know, long term on FX either. So, yeah. Uh, but it just seems just a weird, a weird one to me that uh, if you're trying to establish, you know, the the new network or something like that, it, I don't know. Just weird. So that that's our what's one. Here's a really weird one. <laughs> NBC is bringing back Last Comic Standing for an eighth season for the summer of 2014. Maybe W.K. Bell can host. Oh, seriously. <laughs> um, though Aisha Tyler is hosting it, isn't she? Because she hosts everything. Uh, they, um, haven't, they haven't announced a, a, oh, okay. a host yet. Um, I'll tell you what. I, I did, it's one of those shows where, like, why does it need to come back? Yeah, I, I, I love the show. And and I'll be excited to watch it again. But how long has it been since it was on? It's been three years I, since. Three it's been years, on. yeah. But I think almost with this type of show, that uh, it 
I mean, they canceled it once before and brought it back you know, mm-hmm. in that in that first eight seasons of that they've done of it or whatever. <laughs> so, but I think it almost kind of works as something that you, you know, it's true. It's it not like a, a little bit drama. It's that, Spoiler alert. that like summer after summer, I think it starts to lose right uh, a little something. I mean, I mean, you can even look at other things like whose line or Big Brother didn't. You know, was mm-hmm. didn't do that great this last summer. You know, uh, some of, some of these other things that you you know, it's just overkill. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That I don't know. I think sometimes going away from something and and this is the type of I think this is the type of competition show that you know you could do for a couple of summers and then it goes away and then it's you true. you bring it back. Uh, There's not like a long story with it that you need to have followed. You don't have to have the same host every season. Right. Yeah. So. And I think it also, I think, you know, it's, it's like, uh, I mean, it wasn't nearly the the type of fatigue that, you know, the singing competitions are now on, but it's like, how many more young up and coming comics can you find that are, you know, from year to year that are good enough to actually feel like they could win, you know? Yeah, (laughs) it's true. (laughs) I don't know. There's, I'm sure there's lots of comics out there, but still, it. Uh, I don't know. Not so a bad we'll idea. We'll see what it looks like when it returns and who's involved and and all that good stuff. And our last piece of new news, which I've alluded to like six times, <laughs> Netflix. I was so surprised. I was sitting at um, dinner before the Sister Hazel concert on Friday night. I get this email from Netflix, and I'm like, "What? Oh yeah." Netflix is reviving The Killing for a six-episode <laughs> final season that's going to, uh, what's the, what are they saying, it finish the storyline, which I do agree. Yes, we found out who the murderer was, and yes, we got all that, but the story was very open-ended with what was going to happen with Lyndon. So I, for one, after a really solid third season, am interested and will be watching a six-episode fourth season just to kind of see. Won't it just be her partner going to visit her in prison to get help on a case <laughs> or something? I'm sure they'll figure something out that it's not that. No, the thing I like about this is the idea of Netflix coming in and putting an in cap on a series yeah. that that uh you know went short. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could uh, I could see I I like that idea you know, whether for this show or not, but I like the idea that possibly going forward that, uh, shows you like only make it a season or two, you know, some 20, 30 episodes that would make for a good story arc, you know, in the binge sort of binge watching, uh, but make an even better watch if it actually has an end to the story. Or shows like the glades, which ended, on such a horrible note, yeah. and then this got canceled. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. These are the. True. Yeah. These are the type of things that I I like this idea that you know Netflix could become. I mean, talk about becoming a fan favorite even more so. You know, if all of a sudden, say over the past few years, you hear that uh, the Glades is getting six mm-hmm. episodes. You know, Alphas is getting, you know, right. would, would have got six right. episodes or uh, all these, uh, you know, these handful of shows over the past few years. You know, if that is something that maybe they start looking to add uh, to their, uh, especially, I mean, they look at their data 
And if, you know, on the show, I'm sure that the killing does pretty well in general and that, you know, this yeah. would just make it a better draw. Uh, but I, I just, like I said, I like the idea that that could possibly be uh, a thing going forward. Yes. So, I mean, you, I like Netflix producing their own stuff, but I also like the idea that they can kind of be an in-between um, where we can still watch the shows that we like. So that's our news. If you, we didn't include anything, it's because we didn't look hard enough. Um, <laughs> there you have it. Moving on to prime time. The Blacklist, Season 1, Episode 8, General Ludd. I'll tell you, I do love Justin Kirk. <laughs> but he was Even if he's creepy. playing, uh, he was really creepy. He was really creepy. But uh, he's still so charming. Like, that's the thing about Justin Kirk. Is he can be super creepy, and he's still like someone I want to hang out with. Mm-hmm. So, what did everybody think of this episode? Well, this is the episode that you know you have her, uh, you know, adopted father, and and all this storyline. And do you think this definitively says that he's her father? Uh, I don't know, know because who was the woman? Who was the woman he looked up on the computer? Right. Exactly. My thoughts exactly. I, I mean, it's, it, it, it is mind-boggling now because yeah. we just don't know. <laughs> My thought is somebody said to me that, remember how like in the flashback or whatever was happening when he went to that house, mm-hmm. somebody said, you know, because there was a little girl running around. Right. And so somebody said maybe it's his like younger sister. But aren't they like significantly varied in age? Yeah. Yeah. It it seemed to me that he was obviously there flashing back to he lived in that house with the you sure. know, his family. But I think the the episode where he pulled the picture of the girl out of the binder uh from the you know, the guy that killed people mm-hmm. uh that to me it seemed like there might be some correlation there, like, you know, that guy had done something to his family. Uh, well, maybe. That, that's part of why he ended up on his, you know, his blacklist. Uh, but what was the deal with the, you know, the thanking you, you know, this going back and forth and, uh, you know, not because all he says is you can't tell her, but he doesn't say yeah. what you can't tell what her. What you can't tell her. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and I don't know. It just uh, it still left it left it open to me. But I saw a bunch of people that seemed like they were like, see, I told you that, you know, that was what was going to be. Didn't he say in the beginning, though, that, like, he's not her father? Didn't we hear that he's not? I don't know. That just seems like there's too, many, there's too many details that you've seen of him and too many details of her family, of what she knows of her past, that they they don't, I don't know, that they, they don't totally coincide to me. I don't know. Yeah. The burns on her hand when she was 14, you know, didn't she say something about her father doing that yeah but was that you know her adoptive father or you know or yeah what? I, uh, we have no there's, idea there's too many possible <laughs> fathers in the mix <laughs> yeah in that storyline we need jerry springer i just think that you're not the father i just think that it didn't like definitively tell you anything it still yeah. left it open and uh which and is I'm, good because I really enjoy the storytelling that we don't know what's going on. And I'm looking right. forward to, you know, next week's episode 
But when you, I, I really hate when the networks actually advertise something as a game changer because then it's got to live up to a lot. You know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is true. It's, it's much better for an episode to come and then you watch it and you go, holy crap, that was a game changer. Not this episode is a game changer. And then you watch it and you're like, wait, what changed? Right. <laughs> you know, did I miss? Well, where was true. he? Uh, so, yeah, that's a. Uh... Not to go back to this, but Tom, do you guys think he's actually a good guy? Do you think he's a bad guy? Not I think he's a bad guy. Is... I, th- I don't know. I think there's something there because there's this other group. Yeah, exactly. who's that's, watching That's him? watching <laughs> him, and they seem to believe that there's something up with him. Because then they were like, well, all we know is that he's not working for Red. And then somebody was like, well, I want to know who he's working for. So, like, yeah, so I'm they, pretty sure. They believe that he. Because don't you think that that Amanda from Revenge would say, yes, I, I, why would she say yes? She wouldn't sell out someone even if she did know them. Because she had already, like, I don't know. I just feel like she wouldn't have given it up. Like, she wouldn't have given up the story. She wouldn't have sold him out because yeah. just because they asked her to. I don't know. It just seems something's off. He's like, he's almost too, so, you know what I mean? Like he's almost perfect. too perfect. Mm-hmm. He's just, a, what is he? Just a school teacher or whatever he is like that. He's just too perfect. Yep. And because I've watched so many spy shows where people aren't who they say <laughs> they are. Like I right. just know that there's something there's coming something wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it'll be the fourth season and they'll get hit by a car and they'll say he's some Frenchman and then he'll die for 13 <laughs> episodes. I'm still really bitter about this. Um, really bitter about this. Alias for people who don't know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> just I don't know. If Amory goes off that... on a tangent like that, just assume it's alias. When talking about a spy show... show. <laughs> That is still my favorite show. Will always yeah. be my favorite show. So I'm right there with you. Yes. I mean, my thing about it is, I think that they're also building to some sort of solid relationship with her and Diego Klattenhoff's character, with that, that Rexler or Wexler, whatever his name is. So my thought is that they're going to make him, they're going to make her, like, he, her husband's going to be a bad guy so that she and Wexler can happen. Like, I don't think that's the only reason he's going to be a bad guy. But I just mean that that opens it up so for their... Never cheating on him or... Yeah, for their right. chemistry to be explored. Because I think it is really good. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of... We don't want our heroine like that to to cheat. Right. Especially because Tom's such a great guy, right? Or at least, um, yeah, at least not cheat on, on a nice, really good guy. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, I just think this show, everybody I talk to, it's, it's, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of years or a lot of seasons where I watch something and I watch the pilots and I think this is the best show and then nobody watches it. And like all my friends like that aren't in the TV world are like, why, what is that show? I've never even heard of it. It's happened a lot. But this season, like a lot of people are saying to me before I even open my mouth, when they say, you know, what should I be watching? Before I even open my mouth, they're like, you know what I did watch? And I'm like, what did you watch? And it's the blacklist. Like they're watching it. So I think that uh, it's just universally appealing. And it's also like dark and creepy enough for me to kind of think of it as an independent kind of film kind of thing (laughs) that I 
have the secret that I like the show. Obviously, you know, it has a great performance by James Spader. So and, good. Uh, and then, but I think it has a lot of the other elements of, you know, there's a, there's a case of the week. So, you know, it has that you can tune in, you know, anytime, but it also has ongoing story arcs that continue to be interesting, you know, yeah. that you still like, uh, feel like you, you want to know about, uh, on top exactly. of that for, you know, for people that are watching it on a, on a weekly basis. And I think they sort of found the right mix. I mean, most shows are these days in this type of, uh, hour long drama type things are looking for, you know, when it's a cop show or, a some sort of mystery or, uh, you know, detective, you know, even, even, you know, a hospital procedural or something like that is, is looking for that hybrid of interesting story for each episode. Right. Within an ongoing story, uh, that, you know, can entertain both people that just tune in for, you know, that just, uh, decide to leave their TV on after the voice and, right, right. <laughs> and for people that are actually, you know, looking for, you know, an, you know, an interesting, uh, right. You know, mystery to follow. And see, and that's why part of why I couldn't watch the killing because it took so long, you know, it was, it, yeah. And <laughs> I can't, I, I don't know if my attention span just isn't long enough or well, I like the killing. What, but. I like the killing except that when it went, two seasons to do one to, yeah that that was too long for like one murder case a 13 episode arc for it uh, i think still works uh, the main problem with the killing though over the course of all three seasons was that every time they got a new piece of information they just like got tunnel tunnel vision on okay this is the person that did it this is the guy right you know, exactly they they, they, they they seem to be complete they jump in completely not like a, a show like uh you know, Broadchurch over a shorter oh, over a shorter period, they never. You never felt like when they brought somebody in that they were just like, you felt like they were interviewing this person to see if and to find out more information and to, yeah. And you never felt like so when that person would turn out not to be it because obviously they're not going to catch the person in the second episode, right? You know? uh, but. But things got left open that maybe that person could still be it. These one, the the killing too often would do. They would go, "This is the person," and then they would find out something that eliminated that person, and then they would go, "But that then new they piece have to of find information, a whole new person. that new and... that new thing would put them in a new direction, and they go, well, it's this person,' and they go after that person. But you never felt like anybody that they had gone to before could possibly still be the person, you know? Right. It, mm -hmm. And it just felt so fake uh, that you're just like, this is not interesting because, you know, in episode seven of 13 episodes, this is not the guy. <laughs> so there's no tension. What I like about the blacklist is that I almost don't know what I'm supposed to think. Like, I like Red, but he's clearly like he's a bad guy. <laughs> and I just they're not telling me that I'm supposed to like him because he still does pretty you know horrible things to her. But they're also not telling me that it's going to be bad if I do like him. I don't know. It's just. There's enough there that I'm thinking I could see this sustained because they never established, for example, you know, um, like how big the list is. How many people are on that list? We don't know. It could go on forever. Well, they do show. Nice. You they do show numbers, but they don't they, show it in any order. Yeah, I know. But still, the, the numbers, some of the numbers that have popped up are, you know, 
like 186 or something like yeah. that, you know, or something. <laughs> so it it leaves you with the impression that it's quite the list that they right. that that, right. that Red has. But I think uh, what's interesting is, as you've seen though, like you know when he kills the guy that you know was the cleaner guy. You obviously saw there was a connection there. There was a reason why he was on his list, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I think more and more finding out why some of these people made his list is, uh, I think, is interesting. Uh, you know, yeah. a, an interesting thing that's out there. Uh, you know, I mean, the whole, you know, the whole idea that he could have been like a super deep cover operative <laughs> to, to, right. to, to compile all this information on all these uh, bad guys, uh, but still, you know, maintaining that that cover with everything. Uh, I mean, could be. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> but it's interesting enough that I'm willing to wait and find out, which right. a lot of shows right. these days, I'm like, I don't have the patience. You, you know, well, it's like, just- shame on you. There's just so much on that you can't, yeah, you can't keep watching just because there's a little interest, right? Yeah, especially for the average TV viewer mm-hmm. uh, that's you know it's maybe spends you know a few hours a week watching TV. You've got to pop something pretty interesting in to yeah. either to either add exactly. an hour or bump something else out of their, mm-hmm. you know, their, uh, their, uh, their sort of amount of time that they right. use gotta be something that's, for TV you entertainment, know. you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. So that's the blacklist. Uh, it sounds like we're all kind of just loving it and mm-hmm. interested to see what happens next and who he is to her and all that good stuff. Um, here's another show I'm just loving. I'm going to be filled with a lot of love tonight because I really do enjoy like this will be an interesting podcast for listeners. Then I enjoy five sixths of what we're talking about today. Um, yep. Elementary season two, episode eight. Blood is thicker. I I love the ongoing Minecraft, Minecraft and Sherlock brotherhood. And now they introduce this thing what? where it's like, what oh. is Minecraft doing? Like, who is he writing to? Who Who is? You know, like, what's happening? And Yeah, is he a bad guy? I have guy no idea. Is... is he a bad guy? Oh. A good guy? I don't know. Oh. Yeah, it, that was very frustrating. Yeah, that was definitely, that was the first sort of bigger uh, story element arc. I mean, there's been a little bit of, you know, some ongoing stuff. But like the first season, they're sort of slowly dropping you into what could possibly be, you know, the overarching mystery of yeah. of the season. And if it, you know, if it works out like last season, awesome. Because the last yeah. season ended great. You know, I'll tell you, I loved in the second episode, or, or no, in his second episode, Risa Fon's second episode, that um, we find out that he and Joan did sleep together. Like, I honestly didn't think they did. Right. Yeah, and, no, then and, and I was still like... I was still by the end of that episode going, are they just telling Sherlock that? To, are they just yeah, letting like, him think what that? What was the actual story? <laughs> because it seemed like from that episode that really the secret that she was keeping was that he had been sick. Right, exactly. I thought that Which, was the... I mean, kudos to the elementary writers because I <laughs> I really did think the same thing. But then I started to think about it. I was like, no, that's no. I mean, they really did. Something else happened. So I just... It's a show that's, you know, at the very core, it's procedural. 
It's a drama about them finding a murderer and them finding it in an interesting way and Sherlock kind of saving the day, but they add so many little things to it. They, you know, Johnny's, you know, quirks that he gives to Sherlock and there's just so much great stuff that I'm like, you're not watching elementary. Why? It's, it's <laughs> actually for me like Thursday nights at 10, three of my favorite shows are on yeah. <laughs> scandal, parenthood and elementary. And scandal is a Friday show for me. I don't, I I don't watch Scandal on Thursday nights because I choose to watch Parenthood and Elementary. It's just, I love it that much. I mean, it is a you know procedural. It has a slow building overarching story, uh, you know, the, for people that watch every episode. Uh, but it's really the relationship between Watson and Sherlock. I mean, this had mm-hmm. one of the great moments in the show where he tells where you know where he's talking to Joan about where he's at in his life like right now yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> and that, that was my favorite part of the episode because like he he's to, he's he able to, to be honest with her and he's able to like mm-hmm. he really have come a long way and he it's not, you know he kind of can't do what he does without her and that's Amory that's what it. my notes say their relationship has come a long way <laughs> it's so true and i love 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 that it's it I, I don't see it ever happening that they are not a romantic relationship. Right. And the writers have said that they're not designed as a romantic relationship. They are partners. And I mean, you can't really ask for more than that. They're, they're great. I love them. Well, and he needed, he needed somebody that, that he could trust and, not just with any secrets or whatever, but that he could trust to be there and yes. be on his side. Especially now that is. we know that maybe his brother is isn't firing <laughs> against him. <laughs> right. I would love to see Olivia Dabo come back again. I love her from two episodes ago. I mean, I don't even remember what happened in this episode. What was the murder of the week this week? The, the sick uh, Ian Gale guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Which was heartbreaking. Yes. I love that um, he was dying on elementary and on the blacklist this week. (laughs) (laughs) He's a good guy in a chair or in a bed, I guess. But just, and the the thing is the murders are creative and I I never find myself thinking I don't want to watch this. Mm -mm. Which there are shows where I'll start a drama and I'm like, I... I can't do it, you guys. I'm done. I can't. I can't keep watching this for the rest of the night. So I move yeah. on. So elementary. I'm loving it. I, I mean, other than that, I don't have much to say. Yeah, Just it's one I, of my son's. Actually, my son's favorite show. So, yeah. And I like that they pepper in little bits of the Sherlock Holmes story, like two twenty one B. Like that. That was his address, right? Like I. They pepper it in so that hardcore Sherlock, Sherlock fans are not disappointed because they're not doing it in a way that like it doesn't seem out of the blue or something um it's just smart i just mm, Mm -hmm. i just love it elementary moving on because we don't really (laughs) have anything else to say except that we love it um ground floor (laughs) season one episode one pilot and episode two off to the races i have to tell you i had i got that so we got these dvds pretty early like Mm -hmm. i want to say like early october and i just Kept putting it off, and, and not because I didn't want to watch it. I like Bill Lawrence. I like Skylar Austin. I like Briga Helen, sort of. I didn't love her Cougar Town character, but, you know, I knew that she had potential. Plus, one of my best friends works on 
her new show, so I kind mm-hmm. of knew that she was doing really well in her new show, so she's pretty funny. Um, so I was not, I went into it, and it, it sounds bad, but I went into it not expecting anything. But I have to tell you, I found myself actually laughing out loud. I mm-hmm. I was surprised how funny some of the characters are, some of the lines they say. Like, it was just, they honestly felt like they'd been working together forever. It didn't feel like a pilot to me. Like, I know that we were introducing characters or whatever, but it really, like, truly felt like they were just, I don't know. I don't know how to explain well, it. I No, I completely agree, too. Um, and, and you, you know, you mentioned laughing out loud. I did, too. Uh, I was talking to Kyle about this show the other day, and he mentioned hating the laugh track. And I don't know why, but I honestly never notice that on any show I watch. I, I, I mean, I couldn't, if you said, you know, does this show have a laugh track? And I would say, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't but notice one, it either. Yeah, and this one just, I, I didn't, again, I didn't notice it, but I laughed almost the entire both episodes. Well, see, that's yeah. that's part of the reason why you don't notice it. The thing, you, when you notice a laugh track, <laughs> that's when you know there's something off uh, with sure. the comedy because they're trying to tell you that this was supposed to be funny, but you're not laughing. So right. you're not laughing with. So the, you're wrong. Right. Exactly. You know, and especially <laughs> yeah. when they beef up a laugh track on, you know, like some of the really mediocre stuff that it, yeah. that you're just like, uh, but uh. I really, I really like the show, especially by after having seen four episodes. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a big fan of the way they get together in the first episode, and all of a sudden, you know, are they a couple or not? But by the time you get to the fourth episode, you sort of completely forget. Yeah, they're just they're just a couple. That it's a short period of you know that that how they got introduced or whatever, and. Everything is sort of gelled together nicely. Yeah. And, you know, and so you could sort of, uh, I don't know, almost start with the second episode. And it's just like <laughs> this are, you know, this, uh, you know, this new couple uh, trying to uh, navigate between their two sort of uh, different lives. Uh, sort of uh, Dharma and Gregish mm-hmm. in that respect. Uh, and, you know, I didn't, you know, a lot of times I'll say like. There's one character that drove me crazy or there's one person I didn't like. But I have to be honest, I enjoyed every single character. Mm -hmm. I thought everybody was funny. I thought everybody was written for really well. And like they, they, that Harvard guy. (laughs) Oh, my God. In the pilot, it was the pilot of the second episode where he says, he says, oh, Brody, about your dad. Don't come tonight. Like, it wasn't related, but he so was like, oh, he was going to try and be this nice guy. About your dad, don't come tonight. I don't want you there. Like, it was just so, you don't expect him to say it, and it was hilarious. I just, yep. I I love it. I was so surprised. I wish that it did better in the ratings, because it did not do well. Which bums me out, because I really like it. Right. Um, but TBS well, the a bench- little bit. Well, hopefully it'll get sort of that word of mouth from the people that did watch it. There was, you know, there was positive buzz from critics. Yeah. And stuff you know, like my thing about it. it is too, they made the pilot available online. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when that happens, then, yeah, that, you know, that, that, those people are not going to like watch it. Not, yeah. They're not going to have the, it's not going to have the same. You know, pilot I think to see what like. happens over the next, uh, you know, the next couple episodes ratings wise, uh, but it's definitely worth checking out. Especially, I mean, 
John when C. You see, McGinley. Yeah, but when you see the other comedies that continually get picked up on TBS, oh, and you're oh. like, you're like, if uh, if Sullivan and Sons and the what are the I don't even remember now the other one with the the guy from that '70s show and stuff. <laughs> Minute oh, work, God, yeah, Minute work. I love that one. <laughs> but I mean, but but comparatively <laughs> speaking, if those. If those shows, for whatever reason, continue, but something like this can't right. also pick up an audience on, because it's very, uh, you know, I it would, <laughs> it's one of those things that some of these shows on some of these networks where they they have this half hour comedy that they bring on and they they sort of stick it out there at either ten o'clock by itself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you know because for whatever reason you know like. Uh, a Big Bang Theory episode gets better ratings to lead into Conan or something, you know. Uh, it it just feels weird to me. It it yeah. seems to me like they would do better if TBS could start pairing things up. Like you know, if like this and Cougar Town were on at the same time for an hour leading into yeah, uh, you know, Conan on a Wednesday night or something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. that would be perfect. How great would that be? Like ABC comedies and then flip over at 10 o'clock to, <laughs> to TBS. Uh, that would be, you know, yeah. it just, I think some of that, granted, they play two episodes to start with, but, you know, come next week, it'll be, it'll be sort of hanging out there by itself. Yeah. And so, I don't know, it'll be, I hope that people find it. Yeah, and me too. you know, and watch it the next week because after the first four episodes, I'm on board to watch. I'm 100 percent on board. That the fourth episode, they have, I'm not going to spoil it, but they have a scene where they give a funeral for um, someone who was fired. He didn't die; he was just fired. <laughs> and it's just, it's so ridiculous, and it's something you would think would never happen. It's so funny and so well handled. I think that it. Like, this reminds me, remember how I loved Glory Days? Like, I loved Glory Days. That was on TBS. But it was from the previous regime. It was from the, when Franklin and Bash was made for TBS, but ended up on TNT. Like, that's when Glory Days was. And so Glory Days was really funny. And I just was really sad to see it go. So I don't want to see this happen, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, as Jenny was saying with the John C. McGinley, I mean, he was my favorite part. Oh my God, it was so good. If you've been missing Dr. Cox. Yes. (laughs) From Scrubs. Dr. Cox in the business world. He's he's very similar. A hundred percent. It's great. Literally, he was my favorite part of the show and I liked it all. Uh, And I would tune in even if he wasn't on there. But I mean, he just. He made me laugh more than I think any of the others. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, some of the similar deliveries and similar yeah, type of stuff, but yeah. not exactly the same character. Like, like he doesn't, uh, he doesn't like hate, <laughs> you know, like Dr. Cox, you know, pretty much. You kind of, <laughs> right. you kind of, uh, you, he had a little bit of a softer side, but he pretty much didn't like anybody. Uh, <laughs> but you feel like he actually likes, you know, like his, this guy is sort of his best employee and he kind of, does and actually he tells like him. him he is. Like he actually tells him he's doing a good job, yeah. and he tells <laughs> right. him that. Which so I there think are is great. there are some few differences, but that sort of loud, boisterous proclamations of these different things of how life is and stuff like that. Uh, I'm very stern. Yeah. That's what I got from it. Is is he's very he's very um, committed to his work, yeah. and he expects everybody to be just as serious and committed to his work, but. 
he also, I, I mean, it, it just then he can flip, like you said, and and yeah. So much fun. You guys, watch Ground Floor, please. Do this for me. Do us a solid yes. and watch Ground Floor. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, that's yeah. all I can really ask. That's the uh, try and get people to, to watch so that you can watch more. Exactly. <laughs> Come on. Because we're going to get, what, like 10 episodes or whatever, but uh, we'd like to see. I want more than that. We'd like to see another uh, another season. Yes. So that's Ground Floor. Um, Raising Hope. Talk about another show that didn't get great ratings. Raising Hope, Season 4, Episode 1, Deja Vu Man, and Episode 2, Burt Bucks. And do you think the ratings are because it's on Friday now? Yes. I also think people may have tuned in last week, and it wasn't on, because all the ads on, like, YouTube and stuff still said November 8th. So that's the kind of thing about people. They see it, and they're like, well, they said November 8th. It's not on. I guess I'm going to forget about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that could be uh, could be some of it. Also, while the you know the couple ABC comedies do okay, you know it, it's Friday nights have not really been you know a comedy night for a long period of time. Yeah, yeah, not since the 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 ABC shows were were big. TGIF. Yeah. Oh. Even yep. though even though Raising Hope is sort of like a twisted TGIF show, yeah, <laughs> it, 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 uh, you you sort of get a, a message at the end of each episode uh, type of thing, just like uh, God, I love Raising uh, Hope, just like a Full House <laughs> or something like that. But uh, yeah, these these episodes were great, especially the second one. Uh, I had the, yeah, I have to say the first I, episode yes. wasn't the best. I felt they kind of used Jeffrey Tambor to use him. Because he's Jeffrey Tambor, and I didn't necessarily get the, um, I don't know, it just felt weird. But by the time they got into the second episode and they were trading lobsters for sweaters and massages <laughs> and, and just doing their thing that they do because they're ridiculous and they people. Just, they just kept going and, and printing more money. <laughs> that was, yes. I mean, they are geniuses. But, yeah, but their whole thing of what they were doing, but having no concept that they were basically doing they were redoing the monetary system that we already (laughs) have was brilliant. Well, and I liked that they, they kept saying it wasn't a pyramid scheme only to realize that it really did look like one. I love them. I just love those people. I think they're so funny together. I think they're so funny apart. I think we just need more raising hope. And this, this is another thing. So like I was saying with bones, I don't think bones will be canceled. Even if, I mean, I know bones won't be canceled even if ratings are not great. The thing about Raising Hope is it's now in the fourth season. It's going to make it to 88 episodes probably this year, but I know Fox likes to wait until it's at 100. So I'd be willing to bet that even if – yeah, that it gets at least one more season. Yep. You know, or even like a 13-episode season or something or as uh, as something that they could use as sort of a utility player. Yeah, which I'm rel- – you know, I'm pretty sure it's relatively cheap for them though because – I don't know. Plus, it's one of their only, like, you know, comedies that has critic. I mean, yeah, people are kind of coming around to Mindy, and I don't understand why everybody suddenly thinks it's perfect. But yeah, um, I, I, I don't just, buy that at I've all. Been seeing, I've been seeing some of those stories popping up that that uh, talking about how Mindy Project has figured itself out, and I was like, wait, what? Who yeah. <laughs> are they watching the same? Um, <laughs> it still seems so all anyway. over the place to me. Yes. So I just, I feel like that doesn't mean people shouldn't watch because it's the best show 
and these people are so freaking funny that it's just something you can't help but just laugh out loud with. Mm-hmm. And the next two episodes are great. And I just really want people to love it as much as I do, which I don't know if that's possible because I love it a lot. But, yeah, well, but. maybe after, uh, you know, it has a few episodes here and then, uh, you know, supposedly comes back and is teamed up with Enlisted uh, in, don't even get me started in, in the new in the new <laughs> season that maybe it'll establish, you know, uh, it'll after a little bit of time, it'll establish a little bit that there. Oh, there is actual uh, new programming. It's not just reruns of whatever yeah. was on Monday or something uh, on Friday nights on on Fox. And uh, I don't know, maybe people that are. It's, it's weird to me in the in this day and age with the remote control's been around for freaking ever. It's so easy to turn the channel, yet <laughs> yet uh, you can't seem to get somebody to you know to change the channel from like say the crazy ones to the Michael J. Fox show on a Thursday night, or right. you know, or from the neighbors to Raising Hope on a Friday night. Uh, it's just uh, well, people aren't putting the neighbors on to begin with. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Which too. devastates me. <laughs> Oh, see, I'm, I'm, I have agreed with everything you've said so far except that. <laughs> the Neighbors is fantastic. We, our, fan, our family loves The Neighbors. <laughs> oh, no, I agree. I think The Neighbors is amazing. I want more people to watch it. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's, I'm on uh, your side. I'm on, I am 100% okay. She wishes it was back on Wednesday so that it I was... I wish it was on Wednesday so that it was people watching it. Oh, the Neighbors, yeah. I love you. Yeah, well, I'm in the such a bad rap, and it's yeah. so funny. I'm in the spot that I wish that, you know, you know, fine if uh, if if they move that, but I really wish that Trophy Wife was following. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, Modern Family because I agree. Of all the comedies on TV right now to pair up, those two make like the most sense. Yeah, uh, but yet we keep sticking things like. Uh, you know, all different types of shows they keep trying to stick on after Modern Family to try and garner some sort of audience, but they're so different yeah. in comedy style from, you know, even like they tried uh, on occasion to put happy endings there, but that to me still, you know, didn't even fit there. You know, that's two different styles of, uh, of, of comedy really that, uh, yeah, right. trophy life and it would almost be two different audiences. Trophy yeah. Wife and and Modern Family would be like an hour of like the same type of comedy, <laughs> you know. That I don't know, but uh, as as usually when we start talking about comedies, we start going all over the place, and, <laughs> and really wish, I really wish that uh, that Raising Hope would sort of be on Tuesdays. Although I really think that, oh god, uh, my Tuesdays are packed. Yeah, that, I know. But they're trying to fill it in with that that comedy block. Although I really wish that Enlisted would be put with. Uh, I think Enlisted and Brooklyn Nine Nine would be a good pairing. Dads, uh, I feel like they're keeping dads to spite. Yeah, I almost feel like that. Like they're <laughs> just like, yeah, we're gonna give it a a back nine. Uh, from people, I I stopped watching it, but from people that have uh, continued to watch it, uh, from what I understand, it's basically just as bad. As it was in the beginning, with less racial humor. Jeez. <laughs> like, oh, like, and so, uh, granted, you, if you thought the racial stuff was humor to begin with, but, uh, <laughs> but with you know, sort of less just 
really bad racial jokes uh that they've 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 taken some of that stuff away but yet the comedy is still just bland you know like there's nothing else there yeah. like that was the thing they had you know almost yeah i i rarely <laughs> drop comedies if i start a comedy i'll generally continue watching uh case in point don't shoot me i still watch two and a half men uh, I, but... <laughs> I, I, I won't shoot you because I've been a, a semi defender of two and a half men for for a while that uh, I mean, it's sort of lo- long lost its way now. But uh, right. But for a long period of time, people would just say, oh, it's just terrible. And you're just like, no, they actually have some very good performances and deliveries of this style of, you know, granted, it's mostly sexual innuendo and double entendres <laughs> right. and put downs. That is what they do, but they do it so well, you know, yeah. like, well, and, but, and they did over time, they did over time do some character development. The thing I always didn't like about Two and a Half Men is that they would go for a season or two and then they would just like reset back to, back to zero where, you know, you would think that Charlie would have had some growth and then all of a sudden they just jettison everything out and start yeah. over again. And that, that always bothered me. But, uh. Again, as we digress off of Raising Hope. <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> so basically, we're just saying watch Raising Hope and the neighbors. Um, <laughs> moving on. Okay, here's where I get a little sour. Almost Uh-oh. Human, season one, episode one, pilot. And this all, the reason I didn't like it, and I didn't think it was a bad show. Honestly, I, it's not like, it's not like bad. <laughs> That's all I can really say. It's not a bad show. <laughs> I just... So you're in that, uh, didn't hate it. Didn't hate it, but I really, really, really don't like Michael Ealy. I have said for years that I think he is the most boring actor in the world. And sure, maybe... He's playing a robot. He's playing, I was going to say, <laughs> maybe this is his best thing because he's playing a robot, but even playing a robot is not an excuse to have dead eyes. And sure, his eyes are pretty, but there's nothing going on there. And that really bothers me. And also, maybe it's a I, work. He's a robot. <laughs> I, I just really loved it. And I liked him. I liked Dorian. Uh, I think he's the perfect contrast to Kinnick. So uh, I don't know. I don't disagree that they were great to get. Like, I just don't. It's just something about Michael Ely that I roll my eyes whenever I watch it. I don't know. So maybe I like all the other stuff that doesn't have him included. But he's kind of the big guy. So, um, so what you're saying is you want to see a lot of scenes between Minka Kelly and Michael Ely. If there's a Michael Ke- sort oh of a God. robot off. Minka Kelly is she's human in the show, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I was a huge fan of Friday Night Lights, but even I could excuse me admit that Minka Kelly was the worst. She uh, she teeth talks. We all know that I'm uh, uh, I'm not a big fan of the way that Trisha Helford teeth talks, you know, with her mouth closed, but still trying to get the words out. Um, and that's kind of how Mika Kelly acts, that if she clenches her teeth and she says, like, oh, I really upset, then she thinks she's, you know, like, emoting. She's not, and she's terrible. <laughs> but you know what? I didn't see a second episode, which for Fox to have not made available I, second I episode don't, all I don't even these get that. months... <laughs> I know. Especially when I'm, they push the sir? date and the, the the episodes are airing on back-to-back nights. You can't yeah. tell me that a few days... not that, ready. ...that this past yeah. week that that episode wasn't ready. So... That you would think that they would have wanted to get out in the week coming up. Here's the two-night premiere that, 
you know, press about the two night premiere about, you know, whether the second, you know, unless the second episode like doesn't build nicely on the first episode or something, I don't know. But then if it doesn't, why would you want to do a two night premiere? Two nights in a row, right. So I don't know. Uh, But, uh, you know, hashtag TV blogger problems. (laughs) <laughs> right. Okay, now true. here's here's a question I had about the about the pilot. Uh is Kinnick's memory and note the air quotes around that word of his ex-girlfriend being there a year and a half before during the raid that killed his partner and put him in a coma? Was that really a memory or was it his mind playing tricks on him and inserting her because of the other memories he's had of her recently? No, I think it was supposed to be that he's real? that yeah, that that was the real that was sort of the – that's what I think ended up being sort of the bigger payoff for the episode uh, from the original pilot, uh, that they didn't go with the big uh, – the thing they're looking for in the warehouse at the end of the first episode here, they find it mm-hmm. in the original pilot. Right. And so they leave that that open. I think it actually works better. They hint at it a little bit earlier on where there's a scene of some group working on uh, you know, some robot body, and uh, and so – they didn't drop quite as big of a, a thing. They they left it at I think the sort of the bigger reveal in this pilot was that uh, hey he was sort of sleeping with the enemy, right? Uh, and uh, and he's starting to remember you know more and more about that. But I think uh, I I don't know I like I liked it. I it wasn't uh, you know wasn't the greatest thing ever, but you know the the idea of it and, you know, the things that I think that they could go and do, you know, that there's so many possibilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm right. interested that way to see uh, where they go. I'm also interested in that one of the original producers that was brought on because he was more of, he'd done a lot more procedurals and stuff like that, that they let him go between <laughs> You know, from the summer when he was actually uh, at Comic Con as part of the <laughs> with the show uh, to to now, and so I'm interested to see do they go away from the procedural much quicker? Oh, I hope not. Now or uh, do they try and bring in more you know larger elements along with it, or did they figure that you know he gave him enough? Uh, Here's how procedurals work. That they were like, we don't really need you around anymore. Right. <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> or something. I don't. I don't know. It just seems seems uh, that that they, you know, they brought somebody on. But also was weird too, in that you know you have some of the people from Fringe uh, behind this, mm-hmm. and part of the problem with that show was it started out so procedurally in the beginning. Uh, that it wasn't... And then turned all yeah. mythology. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, then they flipped it completely the other way because they were like, well, who knows how much longer we're actually going to be around, so we'll just... Right. So it'll be interesting. To, uh, that's what I'm looking to see is how much... If they uh, can find a balance. Is if they're going to find yeah. a similar balance like the Blacklist or something like that, mm-hmm. if uh, or how much over the, you know, say, first handful of episodes where it's... Where it's going to go? Yeah. Oh, I hope I hope they don't go totally off the procedural because that's that's what I watch. I mean, if you you know you looked at the list of shows and 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 that's my bag. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, but so. and in some cases though, you go it's a, it's a cop show. What are you going to have them do? Like, right. <laughs> like if it's right. not a procedural, right. what do they do? They, exactly. They've got to be investigating something, and what they're investigating can't just be a giant thing that takes, you know, the whole season to to find. Uh, they've got to you've got to have some close-in stories along the way, right? Uh, because otherwise, people ca- more casual viewers won't turn won't tune in, right? But you know, it's you play with those things where you, as you you investigate something, you find out that that is actually attached to the bigger thing that you're investigating, and it you know it brings you closer to the to the larger you know story arc of what's going on, uh, you know those types of things. Uh, mm-hmm. But but definitely, I think a solid introduction to the world. And I saw somebody they wrote, you know, uh, it's we've seen it, we've seen it before, type of thing. And you're like, yeah, there's you know, nothing's really new. Yeah. <laughs> it's you give it a handful of episodes to see with inside of some of the things that you've seen before if they've got some different ideas inside of that. Uh, but good gravy, it's almost impossible to find a show now that there hasn't been something either extremely similar or at least has a lot of the same background and characteristics. And, and I mean, it's Hollywood does not produce original ideas anymore. I'm convinced of that. Well, there's, there's, and you know, originals in quote, you know, original ideas, there are there there there's it's hard to say anything is just completely original the the basic story structure of how stories are told and been told for you know back when people were just telling stories you know right. is is hasn't changed much so uh there's there's not a lot new there's putting things i think in different order doing something a little bit different within, you know, that, that familiar structure. See, that's, you know, that's the thing, you know, like a lost, the stories that they told, they told a story in each episode. Yeah, <laughs> there was, exactly. there was a close ended story in each episode. Uh, but there was also an ongoing story, but nobody talks of that being a procedural because each episode wasn't telling necessarily the same type of story. But yet, mm-hmm. you still had a close-ended story inside yeah. of each episode from week to week that you could actually watch and understand without having watched anything else. I just don't understand Hollywood. So you know, <laughs> <Me> either. <laughs> so, but I also don't understand people that are always looking for just like you know, inside of something. They're like, "Oh, I, I've seen that." And you're just like, really? After one episode, you're going to say, I've seen that? That's true. You don't know yeah, what to give it up. Like, yeah. I, even I'm not giving it up. Like, I'm going to see a second episode. I'm going to see what happens, even with my disdain for Michael Ealy. <laughs> <laughs> and it really is disdain. I don't know what it is. I don't know why I hate him so much. He just bores me to tears. So there's that. There's Almost Human. We'll give it some more time and see if it continues um, in an up or downward spiral. Yeah, I'm looking forward. To, I'm, I mean... I'm really looking forward to tonight's episode, you know, like mm-hmm. just uh, to see like where it goes. Exactly. Yeah. Cause it's been, you know, it's been so long since, you know, it was announced and then it got pushed even farther and, yeah. and, yeah. uh, you know, so it's, you know, it's finally, 
you know, it's finally here that, so I'm definitely interested to see, you know, tonight's episode. So there we have it. Our last show in primetime is The Mentalist, season six, episode seven, The Great Red Dragon. Now, Jason, are you watching? Yeah. So did you watch the Red John episode? Yeah. That airs next weekend? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to make sure we can all talk about it because I don't want to spoil anything. I could not. (laughs) Oh, my God. I could not watch it when I went out there to watch it. We can't. We can't really talk about that one, though, can we? No, not really, because don't want to. No, say, we can't. don't really <laughs> want to say out loud that we all saw it and it was incredible. Um, oh my yeah, word! Yeah. So, I gotta say, so Amber, you're doing the nanner nanner nanner. I am. I 100 am, and I don't care. Yeah, there are because... times that our there are times that our jobs do not suck. Exactly. I gotta tell you. Okay, so this show, this week was the episode where he goes on the news and says. Bertram is Red John. Bertram is, yeah. Um, I, I can't believe six seasons in to a, a mystery like this. Like, other shows I would have been so fed up, and when, like, Bradley Whitford was fake Red John and all that stuff, I, I did get frustrated for a while. But I never gave up on The Mentalist. And especially now that Bruno was like, we are going to find Red John, we are going to put that case to bed, and we're going to move on from it. Um, and boy, are they. It, yeah, they're they're I, paying off our um loyalty in in watching the show i think exactly exactly although i I have no idea where they're going to go now that the cbi has been shut down yes i don't either and rockman dunbar's been made a series regular so he's not going anywhere yeah now rigsby okay now about him not going anywhere rigsby and van pelt are you think they're going to turn out to be members of the bike association i don't know I had a moment where I was watching it last night where I thought, huh, maybe that's how they write them out. But I, I hope not because I hope not, you know, we've loved them, their characters. I love them finally getting married. And I feel like they just might, I feel like they're not going to, I worry. I can't say what I'm going to want to say. Cause it's yeah, episode eight, but I just, I don't want them to die. And I hope well, yeah. that, with the Red John case being wrapped up, I hope that they are like, well, CBI is gone or CBI is, we don't know really what it is. Right. And I they hope get that they get another or... job and go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Or that's that's my hope that, too, but. But the way that like Dunbar's character, which this isn't spoiling anything, he is kind of going to look into their background. So part of me hopes that he's going to realize that they dated you know, back when it wasn't allowed and he's going to use it as some kind of way to get them out. But then right. it's like a, a, you know, paperwork kind of thing that they're like, okay, well we're out, but maybe we really want to be. So I'm hoping it goes that direction. Yeah. I just really don't I know. Just, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the chatter I'm hearing is that people are worried that Van Pelt is, or at least Van Pelt, but it can't be just her because she'd have the tattoo and Rigsby would have noticed it. Right. Exactly. Have we ever seen, well, I guess, I mean, we would have seen it during their wedding because her, her oh, she had a strapless gown. Yeah. So, all yeah. Right. So I think we're all on the, I think that they're just going to, I hope that they're just written out in a way. I don't know. Being those <laughs> actors, I think I'd be mad if they were like, well, we're going to wrap up Red John. And then by the way, you guys are gone. <laughs> right. But maybe they were all in agreement that. That was how it had to happen. I don't know. Yeah, well, and, and I mean, you know, they're married now. So, you know, 
maybe, again, maybe there's a different job offer for one of them. And, you know, maybe they want to start a family of their own. Right. I mean, who knows? It would make sense for the characters to move on, I think, now that they're a couple and they're settling down. Right. You know. Yeah. I just don't know. It's so good. This week, and I, I put this on Facebook, but I mean it. This week and next week are some of Simon Baker's best. He just does yes. so much in the next two weeks with like, or in last night's episode and next week's episode without really doing much at all. Mm-hmm. That it's just like, God, he's good. It, it's it's a fantastic payoff to the Red John case, I think. Yes, I agree 100%. And, and leaves you wondering, where in the world are we going next? Jason, can you cut this next part out? Because I really want to ask you about it. <laughs> don't let this part be in the podcast or maybe let it be as a special podcast next week but oh or my god wait, or, or can you just wait until the end when we're done yes. recording and then you okay. can say spoiler alert <laughs> we're going to talk about the mental death order. <laughs> um, again, again our jobs do not suck right um okay they don't so pay very well but they if at all so but you know it's so like I can't really say much more about the mentalist without giving it away, but I will say this, and I kind of want to promote for um, Americ from Damon's and TV Equals, and I guess Happy Cool Now. He's been doing these, and I think this is what has gotten me back excited about the mentalist again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. is that he's really excited about each episode? He is so excited about every episode, and I just find myself like I felt myself compelled. I had to de- I had to direct message him yesterday when I watched it, and I was like, oh my god, I can't wait to see your video reaction to this episode. Like, <laughs> I love his videos because he's so excited. He expresses exactly what I'm thinking. Like, what? Like, why did that happen? And I think that they have helped me become, like, really excited about what's happening in the show. Not that I wasn't. Not that I wasn't going to stop. Like, I was never going to stop watching The Mentalist. That's a show that I will keep watching to the end because I just like Simon Baker and I like the show enough. Um, plus, I like their publicists very much. But um, I just, he, his excitement about the show has made me even more excited. And I love watching his videos, and I think it's hysterical. So thank you, Americ. All right. That's prime time. Moving on to reality. Well, uh, I'll, I'll put a link to those videos in the, yes, in the show because notes. Because they are definitely, if you're a mentalist fan, worth watching. they are 100% worth watching because you, you yep. he offers them ideas that you're like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Like, it's really good stuff. Really good stuff. Um, so that'll be in the links. Reality. America's Next Top Model. So first guy season and a girl one. But the top two were a guy and a girl. And I really did think it could go either way. I, I It was kind of, they were the top front runners for the whole season. Excuse me, I'm yawning. Huh. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I've had a long day. But so I, and well, I didn't We've like already established one. that you're old, Amory. So, it's true, I'm very old. You know, it's past your bed. 715 <laughs> on a Monday night. I need to be in bed. Time for bed. Um, my, dog, my dog's already in bed. She goes upstairs <laughs> at 630. Um, but I just, I didn't like enough of the people that were on it this season to really care who won. Um, they just were all kind of really catty, except for the one person who was kicked off that I was rooting for. But I am, int- it got me, like, I always watch America's the Next Top Model and don't, like, it's one of those Saturday morning while I'm still waking up kind of shows. Um, so I'm interested to see next season, because it'll be guys and girls again, and I'm interested to see if they change it up. Because they had, like, their top three, one of them was a very androgynous guy, Corey. He was very feminine, but he was also, like, he was a guy, you know, like, and he was a man. He didn't, you know, he was androgynous, and 
they gave him a lot of crap for it. And I'm like, well, you can't, they were being hypocrites about it because they were saying how great of a model he was, but that he wasn't a male model. And it's like, you did this to yourself. So I hope that Tyra looks at what she did this season and kind of changes it up. I hope that also doesn't mean that there's less androgynous people because I think that they, like Corey was fantastic. Um, and I really thought it was awful that right before the final runway, they were like, P.S. You're not competing anymore. But whatever. Tyra Banks is insane. I'm sure she'll come up with something even more insane next season. I think she's legit insane. Like, anyway. Um, Survivor, 27th season. I love it, and I want Tyson to win. I, I don't care if it's Tyson or Jervis at this point. I love that Jervis is a season one competitor, and he's back for season 27, and he's actually doing really well. There's only one couple left. Not couple, but, like, family. Because this whole thing was, got, there's a 10 family members and 10 past contestants. There's only one past contestant and a family member still on the island. Uh, the brothers are actually on Redemption Island. So I, I, at this point, as long as Tyson and Jervis make it to the top three, I, I'll be happy. Oh, if they make it to the top three and the third person doesn't win, then I'll be happy. But I really do hope it's Tyson's year. Uh, the Amazing Race, I didn't realize we were down to, like, the top five teams. Because I guess I'm not really paying that much attention. I've been fast-forwarding a lot. I do really, really, really dislike Marie of Tim and Marie. Um, but I don't care who wins at this point. Nobody's nobody's upset me enough. I guess I'm voting for Jay and the girl whose name I don't remember. Um, <laughs> they came in third this week because they don't seem to have fought with anybody. They don't seem to have done anything, like, you know, underhandedly. So hopefully they win. And uh, Amy, Amy, I think, Jay and Amy. But they're really, they seem like really nice people. Um, so that's The Amazing Race. And MasterChef Junior, I know it ended last week, but I wasn't on the podcast last week because it was the And I have, I have comments about this one, too, because it's the only one I watched. <laughs> the Jason Times 3 episode did not cover MasterChef. Um, okay. <laughs> Junior MasterChef has basically made me cry every week all season because mm-hmm. I just hate seeing little kids cry. Because they're really upset. And it makes me upset. They're very honest about yes. their emotions. Exactly. Um, I kind of thought it was almost a foregone conclusion that, the, that Alexander won. Uh-huh. He was just so, like, not that he was eons ahead of everybody, because they were surprised, like, everybody was surprisingly good. And Dara's final meal was, like, really crazy insane that this 12-year-old was able to do that. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I kind of thought from day one that Alexander was going to take it. Just because he, he came out swinging, and he was the oldest, and he... Not that, it, you know, the oldest had to win. I just, I don't know. I think a lot of it, um, and, and he did show moments where he wasn't as confident, but but he showed confidence a lot throughout yeah. the season. It's true. You know, he did have and, those moments where he, like, second-guessed himself. or Right, right. Um, but, yeah. Now, I have to comment on Troy. Troy. And this is like, oh, God. He is, he was the biggest bully during yeah. the restaurant takeover challenge. And I felt so bad for poor Sarah, who was one of my top picks to make it to the yeah, end. She was great. Uh, and I and I think she wouldn't have gone home in that episode if Troy hadn't been such a big jerk to her during the challenge. I agreed. I was surprised, um, actually, that Troy stayed that that yeah. episode because yeah. he, like they had, they saw how much of a jerk he was and yeah. called him well, out. And, yeah. And I wanted to I, I honestly wanted to call him something stronger than a jerk because he did act <laughs> like one. But in deference to the fact that he's what? 12 yeah exactly. decided i would stick with jerk <laughs> um, but i mean if my son 
who's 15, almost 16 now, if he ever acted like that and I found out about it, I would kick his butt to kingdom come. I mean. Exactly. I mean, but that's, ugh. I just, because up until that point, up until that episode, I really was like, this kid's a good kid. Like, I really think he's going to go far. And then he just turned into such a jerk. It was weird, wasn't it? It was. I don't know. I hope that it's but, renewed. Like, they did do yeah. commercials and stuff that were, like, um, try out for the next season or, like, right. submit videos. So I'm hoping that they weren't just doing that in advance and that we actually will get a second season because I really think it was a great show. Yeah, I, I the kids were just amazing. And Every a lot week of fun to I watch. felt inadequate. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm like, I can make a cupcake, think, but... <laughs> one of the best parts for me, I think, was seeing these uber-tough judges, mm-hmm. you know, getting whipped cream, almost whipped cream, fall yeah. on their heads. And, and they didn't yell. They didn't, you know, that has its place. I watch Hell's Kitchen. I watch the, re- the regular Master Chef, you know, but but seeing them interact with the kids was something that I enjoyed so much. Yeah. Because it focused, it let us watch and, and reminded us that they were still kids. You know, no matter how yeah, amazing they were cooking, they were just still kids. Yeah. Like, they were fun. They treated them like like children. And, and I think people were concerned because, what's his name, is so... Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, he's so mean. Like, but he's <laughs> a thing about Master Chef in in general, not just Master Chef Junior. Gordon is never as bad as he is on like Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen, like right. on Master Chef, he's very supportive because these are not like the people in Hell's Kitchen are chefs. typically professional chefs, right? And the people on Master Chef are not. So he's very he is nurturing to a certain degree, um, right. but he still yells. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know. So I yeah, just really I, enjoyed I, I, it, and yeah, me too. Maybe Sarah can come back and kick everybody's <laughs> butt. She was so good. At you know, I have to old. say, from the beginning, the very first episode, <laughs> the littlest one that was cut. Oh, I was oh, so I devastated. It just—it's heartbreaking because he was so sad, and I was so sad. <laughs> um, but yeah, so love Master Chef, Junior Master Chef, <laughs> and I look forward to. Hopefully a second season. So that was prime. No reality for the week. <laughs> Next week, Jason will be joined by Joe Dilworth from the flickcast.com and Kyle Nolan from no reruns.net, who I think Kyle's on the show more than I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which kudos to Kyle. We love having Kyle guests. Um, you can find links to the news stories we talked about, as well as where to find Jenny online in the show notes, plus America's videos at tvtimes3.com slash 204. Let us know your thoughts on the shows we talked about by sending us an email at feedback at tvtimes3.com or comment on the show notes. Um, the opening and closing music is provided by IODA Promonet. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Spankers from their mercurial title, Put Out by Yellow Dog Records. That's our show. Thank you to Jenny for joining us. It was a lot of fun. It was always good to talk TV with you. And, uh, yeah, that's our show, folks. We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? Yeah.
We did talk about this yes. already. Okay. Hello, and welcome to TV Times 3, episode number 204. Uh, today we have... <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't reading. I'm going to start over. 